It's Friday the 21st of April. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Dan McHugh here and I'm joined by Shad Wicker. How you doing, mate? G'day, Dan. Good to be here. A little bit annoyed that Shane keeps ducking me, but uh, that's uh, what happens when someone owes you money. So <laughs> I think he's getting ready for his big event tomorrow at the Paddington uh, Village in Paddington. Uh, he's doing some, you know, uh, war stories and talks, and also Brian Fletcher's there, and a couple of oh, yeah. uh, other former sportsmen, Glinch Schofield, Nat Wood. And, and some other rugby league players as well. Yeah, all right, I get it. He travels in cool circles and he's uh, too cool to hang out with me in the morning. But that's fine. We will just have to kick on without him. But you've been travelling in cool circles too, haven't you, all over Australia? Oh, I'm uh, just the coolest. <laughs> no, it's been great. I've been doing the comedy festival run for the beginning of the year. Just got back from doing a run at the comedy store in Sydney. But if you are in Sydney, I'm going to be back uh, May 19th, uh, May 17th and 19th doing my solo show, How I Almost Killed a Guy, and my cult late night show, with my mate Peter James called Shad and Pete Save the World. So if you want to check it out, you can uh, jump on the Sydney Comedy Festival website. Just search Shad Wicker. Both shows come up. Buy some tickets. I've already bought my factory theatre tickets, so I'm excited for that. Fantastic. Coming up on today's show, on this show, we'll be talking some tennis, basketball, golf, NRL, AFL and more. Hey Muppets, this is Stewie McGill here. As much as I don't want you to... Please listen to Fire Up. They told me that I was coming on with Chris Gale, the most attractive cricket player in the cosmos. Unfortunately, it was the other Chris Gale and Stevie F here. Uh, Very sorry about that, but I promise you, if you want to know anything about Rugby League, at Fire Up Rugby League. Find Fire Up on any podcast app. Having a look at the tennis first, Shad... Djokovic reckons he's going to coach Nick Kyrgios. Yeah, this could be great. This would rock the tennis world. If Novak and Kyrgios team up, it'll make every talking head in Australian sports head explode uh, just by the fact that they would be like, hang on, it's two of the people we hate the most. Now they're joining together. What What are we going to bloody do? Ah! Uh, this was awesome, though. He uh, made this comment while he's just been playing in a lead-up tournament to the French Open, talking about Kyrgios, how he likes his style. These guys have become good mates after what was a pretty rocky start to their kind of relationship they were really up against each other for a while and now they've become good close friends uh novak making an interesting promise though that should make tennis fans excited if they could do this matchup he said that if he coached nick Kyrgios, he'd win five grand slams so there you go you know what i like is that aussie journalism or sports journalism seems to be there's a lot of uh silverbacks and they get so salty about everything Seeing Nick Kyrgios and Djokovic together is going to really piss them off, and I think that's fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah, it'd be great. It'd be interesting to see what a coaching style of of Novak would do with Kyrgios, who does like tweeners (laughs) and underarm serves and stuff. I don't think that'd be (laughs) staying in the game. But um, another quick thing in tennis, Dan, I just want to mention this. Uh, We talk about Novak, my pick for greatest of all time, even though if it was based on personality and uh, achievements, it would be... Roger Federer, um, but Nadal, Fed, Djokovic, all in the argument for uh, greatest of all time. Well, Nadal is staring down the barrel of possible retirement, which has the tennis world nervous. He's pulled out of the French Open, which would have been his opportunity for his 15th straight, well, when he's gone into the tournament, Grand Slam uh, for the French Open. Um, this is the hip injury that pulled him out of the Australian Open as well. He hasn't played since. People are a bit worried about this. Clay is pretty brutal on the body. Even um, Kyrgios is potentially not going to play French Open to try and save his knees. Could this be the end of another great era of, Austra- of uh, world tennis with Nadal? Look, 
He's he's not a young bloke as far as sports goes. He's got 200 mil. Uh, I think he can give himself a break. I would like to see him see it out at Wimbledon. I mean, it was kind of, as much as the French Open is, is synonymous with Rafael Nadal, if you think that one of the great achievements in Nadal, one of his breakthrough moments, I reckon, was beating Federer at Wimbledon. Um, was like a huge kind of iconic moment. It was when the untouchable Federer was, you know, rocked. And I think it'd be kind of amazing for him to go there and compete on grass for his final tournament at Wimbledon, um, which would also be easier on his body. So I don't know. I'd like to see him play one more before the year's out, but I would dare say that this is his last year of tennis. Let's move over to the golf. Greg Norman is having to defend LIV golf ahead of the Adelaide leg. Uh, amid sports washing criticism. Yeah, look, Liv has always been associated with this. Obviously, it's a, as they label it, a Saudi-backed golfing tournament. It's thrown a lot of money at uh, big-name players to leave the PGA. The PGA's shut the door on. We know the story. But this is going to be happening at the Grange Golf Club, the Adelaide leg. And I think outside of the fact that it is backed by the public investment fund, which is that Saudi government fund that owns apparently 93% of Liv Golf, uh, this is good for Adelaide. It is a good sporting event coming to Adelaide. It is golf. I don't think the pretentious people that play golf, not everyone's pretentious, but I think it's just a great tournament for Adelaide to enjoy. I mean, I've got my own reservations about the Saudi Investment Fund when it comes to a lot of sport, and it is generally sport washing. I mean, we can pretty much be open about that, but it happens in FIFA. It happens in a lot of sport. It is. It's called it's called soft power. It's a soft form of propaganda. It's happening in all sports around the world. But the other thing is, if you look at Australia, all of our sport is funded by gambling money. So, you know, maybe as a human race, we need well, to sort our shit out. We can't yeah, just I don't think linking country. into gambling is quite the same though, Dan. But it, yeah, it is, it's not the same as slavery, no. The interesting, <laughs> the interesting part for Australian sport, I think, is we just had the Women's World Cup kind of push back on the uh, advertising sponsor being uh, Visit Saudi, I think it's called. Um, so it's interesting to have now a tournament that's backed by them playing in a in a state of Australia. But it's going to be a cool tournament, I think, and there's going to be some great big names there playing at Live. So it's good for Adelaide. Uh, having a look at the AFL, uh, speaking of local sport, uh, Sydney played Geelong this weekend. It's a rematch of last year's grand final. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you've got co captains coming out saying that they're like, you know, they haven't forgotten it. And it's like, yeah, no. Revenge match. Yeah, no shit, dude. They absolutely pumped you within like one and a half quarters of a grand final. I think you're going to be keen to play this game, uh, especially with Geelong sitting a little bit lower than the ladder, probably playing far from their best so far this season. Only one, you, uh, one win behind the Swans, though, let's be fair. But. Um, yeah, the Swannies are also trying to probably, I think, search for a bit more of a breakout performance as well. Mm. So it would be great for them to try and really push it and put it on Geelong in this one this weekend. It'll be a highly contested match. I don't think Sydney will necessarily um, pound them either. I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, it could be quite a battle. Uh, another game I'm looking forward to as a Carlton fan is to see what Carlton can do against St Kilda after getting pumped by the Crows and everyone's saying this is a reality check Carlton fans you got ahead of yourself if they can beat St Kilda who are sitting on top of the table playing very well at the moment then that would make fans like myself go maybe we won't drop out of the eight in the last few rounds of the year like we did last year maybe oh we will God. be able to stay in there <laughs> I would love to see Carlton beat St Kilda but the, from memory and I might be wrong is there is definitely history there I have definitely watched St Kilda beat Carlton a few I've times. I've watched every team in the comp. <laughs> Come on now. Let's, let's not pretend this is any different. All right, stay with us because after this short break, we'll be talking NRL and some NBA. Someone you love 
could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with Cellade, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a Cellade. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your Cellade at cellade.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. Did you watch the Panthers-Souths game last night, Chad? I did, Dan. I did, and uh, what an actual ripper of a game. I mean, it was great to watch. It was about seven minutes ago or something, and the the Panthers were up by eight, and you could even sense it in the commentary team. They didn't think South had a chance. Then they ran that try in, and the whole view changed. It just felt like they were going to win this game. And two amazing moments. Latrell's flick pass around the back while getting tackled out to AJ for that line break in the first half, which, heads up, Channel 9, replay that instead of the cook barging over the try line from a metre out over and over again. Show me the silky <laughs> pass that was like... It was four passes back and forth. It looked sick. It was like a hockey play. It was weird. And then, uh, obviously, in the second half, we see Cody Walker, who got poleaxed twice in some brutal tackles, once by Nathan Cleary, which was huge, um, just run it up and always sniffing for an opportunity there. And that's what was the difference, getting that breakaway try at the end to seal it up over the Penrith. It's... um. It's a good win for South after everyone kind of saying that how can this unchanged side be able to, you know, repeat this when other teams have gone and upgraded themselves. But this side looks good, and not to mention they were missing three forwards. They got Jai Arrow back into the side, which was good timing, but Kalamatungi wasn't there. He's probably one of my favourite players so far this season. Um, he wasn't in the side, obviously, missing this week with injury. And obviously, he should be a shoe in for origin for you guys, for the Blues, but we'll have to wait and see. But um, huge win for South, and I think a bit of a statement game too to be um, beating the Panthers, who were really turning around playing great footy. So what a battle. Lots of people eating their words in different WhatsApp groups last night. Mm. I witnessed at least two. I'm sure you saw a few too. Oh, I tipped South, so I was <laughs> I was one of the people in there rubbing people's noses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Roger Tuivasa-Shek to quit rugby union, confirming a return to the Warriors. Oh, absolutely. Love this news. I know you do. Love this. Roger's back. Obviously, it's because he couldn't make the all-black side, <laughs> which is fair enough. Um, coming back to the Waz, and, I mean, it'd be great to have him this year just to have the added depth. But one question I do have about his return to the Warriors is what happens with the fullback position? Obviously, he's going to play there. So what happens with Sean's Nickel Klogstad, who's been playing that role for the Warriors at the moment? Where does he get moved to is my big question when it comes to the Warriors side, because he, he wants to play fullback. That's where he's played. Is he going to get pushed out into the wing? Seems logical. Or is there some kind of halves opportunity that they're looking at at the moment? But if SJ plays as good as he is right now for the rest of this year and into next, geez, isn't that an interesting matchup? SJ and Roger Tuovasa-Shek in form? Yes, please. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've managed to plant all of your favourite teams in today's uh, schedule. Whiten spotted in Queensland for a Wayne Bennett meeting. Yeah, well, this might surprise you. I hate it. I hate that. 
I hate the idea. I might be one of the few people. I don't like the idea of Whiten joining the Dolphins. Um, I don't think it's the right move yep. for the Dolphins, to be honest. I think that what they've got at the moment is I know they're going to be looking for a half. I think Sullivan played well, but obviously he's injured now. and I get that. They're looking for a half. But I think Katoa's playing great footy at the moment. And I'm, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's been playing six when Sullivan's on. He might be at seven now. But um, I, I just I don't know if Whiten's the right idea to go up there. I know they've got the money. I know they have to spend it. But part of me is like, is he the one that you want up there? Happy to eat my words. I think the best move for Whiten, though, who, you know, has said he's not going to play rep footy, which is an enticing prospect for someone like the Dolphins and Wayne, who we know likes a person who's dedicated to their side more. (laughs) Uh, If you look at what happened with Wally Lewis. Um, I, I feel like the idea of him going to South seems like a perfect idea for me. Him playing in the centres, his mate Trell out the back, looking at what South just did against Penrith. Obviously, money is a big factor, but at the same time, he was said to be considering a pay cut to go and play for a team to win a premiership. And out of the two of them, I would have to say, I think South are more likely to get him that next year. Wouldn't you? Fuck, I don't know. Don't ask me. I've got no idea. <laughs> well, Fuck that's what man. I think. But we'll have to wait and see. Let's finish up on the NBA I just loved this. Brooks from the Memphis Grizzlies was asked about his running battle with LeBron post-game, and he just didn't care. His words, I don't care, he's old. Yeah, I love that. But also, (laughs) if there's one thing we know about LeBron James is he makes people eat those words. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he sure does. I mean, it's got a little bit of uh, Jordan-esque to it where it's like, and I took that personally. (laughs) I, I didn't love that he was giving it to LeBron. I just loved the attitude. There was so much attitude. I'll chuck the video on Twitter so other people can see and maybe... I hope someone enjoys it as much as I did. Oh, mate, I love it. I mean, LeBron did play a good game in the losing um, battle against the Grizzlies. He was on there for 39 minutes, got 12 rebounds, three assists and 28 points. Those are all team highs. Well, not the assists, but the rebounds and points were team highs for the Lakers, even though they went down. This Grizzlies side, I will say, because everyone kind of quickly said after the Lakers won the first one, and I did as well, man, this is going to be green lights for LeBron. All these other teams in the playoffs are not playing well at the moment. This Lakers side could surprise some people and actually get a good run through to the finals. Well, Memphis picked themselves up off the mat and have actually played arguably a bit better without Ja Moran out there. Players are spreading the points around. You know, they had their starting five getting 18, 12, 22 and 10, plus 17 and 13 from the bench. I mean, that's a good that's a good point split uh, for a young side that's probably looking to try and kick these old guys out. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Elite Bet, the only betting app you need. We'll be back on Monday with your daily dose of sport. Sweet. Afternoon Sport. You want something different for your next client event? How about a live podcast? The team at the Afternoon Sport Group love an audience, so why not add some star factor to your next occasion? Get the guys talking shop at your next event. For more information, email hello at afternoonsport.com.